Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. Our guest is a spiritual healer and a master Reiki practitioner who, through navigating the adversities of her own life journeys and healing her inner warrior spirit, has found authentic purpose and joy in her life again, and made it her mission to help others to do the same. Despite the significant traumas and emotional pains that she's experienced through her life, she discovered a way to heal all the issues that plague her and acquired new strengths and confidence to navigate life challenges. She has over six years of experience with Algonquin medicine work, shamanism, through Eighth Fire School of Shamanism Teaching Assistant, and is also a mindfulness, meditation educator, and a motivational speaker across North America. She also has a podcast called Warrior Spirit. She says, we can be the master of our faith, the captains of our own soul, but we have to want to do the work to let go and heal the parts of us that keeps us from living that reality. Help me welcome our guest, Beth Sturdivant. Welcome, Beth. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a great honor to be here. Yeah. So, Beth, can you tell us more about who you are and what do you do exactly? Um, well, who, am I, who I am, I mean, I think we're all discovering that as we go along life. But for the most part, I'm a single mother full-time single mother of two, two boys. As you mentioned briefly, I am a trained uh, spiritual healer. I'm also trained in shamanism extensively, um, professionally trained. And yeah, and I, I'm also trained as a mas- master Reiki practitioner, um, energy healer, and uh, as well as a yoga instructor. So that's kind of a little bit about my training and what I do. I'm also a classical cellist. Um, a large part of my life. I was uh, in the freelance music world and traveling around the world as a cellist as well. So it's only been the last seven years that I've been really diving deep into this world of the healing arts. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. So tell us more, what transition, like from where you were to now where you are, what sparked that interest like you said, seven years ago, that you really dive deeper into it. So what inspired you to make that happen for yourself? Um, The inspiration actually came from essentially needing to save myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, um, but also physically as well. Uh, I had gone through some pretty major transitions in my life, Um, you know, a period of really questioning who I was, what I was doing, what I wanted to do, and who I wanted to be. Um, You know, so much of our lives, we go on autopilot. And because of the way that we're raised, because of the situations and the events that happen to us, uh, we start to become a little bit conditioned and we'll say deconditioned from our true natures. Mm -hmm. And so I went down a path in in this musical world and because my parents are, are musicians it's a it's an amazing um art and I'm so grateful for my experiences and, and learnings for sure mm-hmm. however my heart really wasn't in in it mm-hmm. to the fullest capacity and I was really stuck in fear mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fear and because I was really living that fear um 
it kind of made me chose, we'll say unhealthy paths. So, you know, abusing alcohol or perhaps um, wrong relationships or relationships at least that weren't healthy for me or, or relationships that weren't heart, heart centered, we'll say. Um, so all of those decisions and those choices eventually culminated in me, um, living in New York city, playing on Broadway, which was amazing. Again, these wonderful experiences that I would not take back, um, engaged to a photographer at the time, uh, then we were pregnant and him leaving me and, um, being a new mom and, kind of in a new city. I'd only been there for about a year and a half Uh, with no family. I couldn't imagine, I didn't have the, we'll say the abilities within myself to imagine being a single parent in New York city with, and actually it happened twice without going into great detail. Uh, He left me once, got back together, left me again. So both times I was pregnant. So with a one-year-old and, and, uh, and a pregnant at the time, I decided to move back to Canada where I was, I had family and I had support. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of transition away from my career that I was just starting to grow in New York. Um, coming back to a city that I grew up in, I never really wanted to live in Ottawa. I'd been, I hadn't lived in Ottawa for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of fall from grace, right? This mm-hmm. period of of darkness, like true darkness, where you're just like, who the heck am I? And so, you know, as a single parent and reinventing myself, essentially, um, it took a couple of years, a couple of years of trial and error, a couple of years of, of, of kind of going into that darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until, we'll say until I met real love, mm-hmm. like real heartfelt, like soulful love. Mm-hmm. Um, and losing that love because I wasn't healthy inside, Mm. even though I'd done therapy, I, you know, years of, of trying other types of things to kind of heal and resolve the traumas that I experienced throughout life. And, and, um, and through that breakup as well, you know, um, going on, on antidepressants to help me function so that I could be. Uh, a good mother, you know, all these things that are, that we are told that we should do mm-hmm. and that we are hoping that's going to help us. And they do in the moment sometimes, and this is not to discredit um, medicine or traditional therapy in any way. It's just long-term for me. It didn't solve anything. It didn't heal mm-hmm. anything. I was, the, I was still there. The darkness and the, we'll call them the dragons inside me were still there. I didn't mm-hmm. conquer anything. And so it wasn't until I, I saw the effects of all of that in this heartfelt, soulful love and losing that in, in kind of losing control of myself mm-hmm. to a certain degree um, where I was really just, I just broke, I broke down. Um, and so in that, it was kind of a do or die situation. You know, I wanted to die. I did not want to live because I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself and I didn't love my life. And being a single parent, you know, it wasn't an option. Like you had to, and, and I'm not somebody who gives up. Mm -hmm. So at that point, um, the only option was to try and find something that would work because Mm -hmm. the medicine wasn't working. The therapies weren't working. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I discovered 
shamanism. Mm. In particular, this one is with an Algonquin uh, medicine man. And, you know, when you're kind of at that place in your life where you're like, I, I was pretty much agnostic. So I didn't really believe anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not believe anything, but I also didn't believe anything. So I was very skeptical, mm-hmm. but hopeful mm-hmm. in the same sense, very open. So I started, I joined this program, the spiritual healing program. And it, and right from the get-go, literally, I started seeing changes mm-hmm. within myself. And even though I was still, you know, I took this program for myself, not because I wanted to become a healer. I was just, again, trying to heal myself, trying to find hope and happiness and joy within my own life and my own heart and mind. So I'd say it took a good two years of me really just doing it because this is a two-year certification program of practicing, but of most importantly, seeing the changes and the results within myself and my own life Mm -hmm. and feeling it, not just Mm -hmm. seeing it, feeling it Mm -hmm. where I realized that I had to keep going Mm -hmm. because there's so many people out there that are in the situation I was in where you just lose all sense of hope Mm -hmm. that there's ever going to be anything different that you're, you're all that, that you're always going to feel this, this despair and this, in this pain and that nothing's going to take it away Mm long-term. And so then at that point I decided, you know, I, and I was really good at it too. I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to um, continue my studies in it and uh, really learn to practice it as best as I could so that I could help people. Um, So that, you know, is how I kind of got into the, the shamanism. And I should clarify, even though um, the, the teacher that I studied with is um, Algonquin, nothing that he teaches and nothing that I do is culturally based. And that's what I love about shamanism mm-hmm. is that it's about the spirit. It's mm-hmm. about the energies around us. It's about nature. And it's about connecting with all of those aspects and those elements. And, and shamanism exceeds, it, it is literally are the first religion. I mean, you can, we can predate it back to the stone ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's evidence that uh, it was practiced back then. Um, but the first kind of known recorded use of it is, was in Siberia, you know, thousands of years ago. So it transcends all cultures. It transcends all um, peoples and uh, races and um yeah, so I really, uh, really connected with shamanism. I, and, and then I started studying uh, Reiki and became uh, mm-hmm. certified in Reiki to work with the kind of energetic components of, of healing as well. So combining all of that, I'm really able to help people in this holistic way in actualizing hope, mm-hmm. right? Making it real in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. And I... I recognize that a lot of people are maybe afraid to explore new ways to heal themselves. And as you mentioned before, you know, there's all these like traditional way that can be helpful, but in the long term has maybe not, you know, your best interest at heart. <laughs> so, you know, it's we can go deeper into that, but let's stick to the, you know, how you're helping people, how it's actually helping them. And I'm curious to know more about what's been your experience so far 
as a healer, as a, you know, Reiki practitioner, as someone who shows up now fully in the world, how did you come to like, feel like you're ready to serve and ready to give back? Because you said yourself, you were first doing it for you and now Mm. you're serving others. So where did that motivation and inspiration to serve others now came? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people go, you know, as humans, we want to help people, right? We're born into this world feeling compassion. We, again, we kind of get disconnected from that because of our experiences. Um, so it's, it's in our nature to want to help. The problem is, is that often we don't know how to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we'll come into these situations, we'll study you know, these modalities of healing, whether it is psychology or, you know, shamanism or energy healing or any, any type of modality where you're helping people. If you don't first kind of get yourself in order and you start really kind of digging out the root of what's kind of, what's keeping you from happiness and feeling whole and all of those wonderful things that we want for other people, then we start to, then it does, it's not truly authentic and people can sense that and people can feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then um, often sometimes we can project. I've been with many health practitioners myself in my, in my kind of journey up until this point who mm-hmm. have projected their woundedness mm-hmm. onto me and the suggestions or the advice that they offer, or even what, how they hear and interpret what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can't really kind of come into the situation unbiased Mm -hmm. ourselves and authentic within ourselves, it's really hard to show up for others in such a way that it doesn't. And also that it, that other people's pain and and problems don't affect us as well. And that I get asked that often, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I'd say, most of my clients' initial concerns in coming to see me is that they were afraid that their problems would affect me, mm. that their pain and their, you know, darkness mm-hmm. um, would impact me in some mm-hmm. way. And it doesn't because of my training, um, but also because, because I've done the work to clear and to ground myself and to be healthy within myself. And it's a continuous thing. I mean, we're always continuing to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to face adversity. We can't predict what, what the world's going to present to us in, in the coming days, but the stronger we are within the healthier we are within, the more we can show up authentically for the people that need our help. And so um, coming back to your question, you know, it was really in doing that work within myself and healing myself. It's where I really started to realize the potential that I had to help other people mm-hmm. and also my purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And also kind of that responsibility and, you know, the true alchemy of pain. So the, the changing of our pain and finding purpose in ourselves and reasons, you know, for why we go through or why we ha- may have gone through what we've gone through is finding the lessons in it mm-hmm. and being able to help others. So it's kind of like, you, you know, you go through this transition of, you know, the hero's journey where you go through the darkness and you fight and you, you're trying to find yourself mm-hmm. and then you heal yourself and you come to the other side 
And that's where you can impart the wisdom and the help and the healing for others. And it's this full circle effect. Mm -hmm. And that's how we really can start to change the world. I cannot help everybody, Mm -hmm. but I can start with myself. And in starting from myself, then I create a ripple effect around me. Absolutely. Um, So Really, there's that kind of extra step. Yes, heal yourself, get your house in order, get yourself in order. But then how can you also help to help to heal others, whether just by being you and and being authentic in yourself and and really kind of living life from your heart? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, if you decide to go into any type of um, health and wellness profession as well. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. And you've mentioned something key. It starts with ourself. It starts home. It starts, you know, define home, not as a materialistic way, but define within is our, you know, we need to heal ourselves first so we can then show up more fully and authentically to serve better and from a place of trueness, uh, if that's, that's even a word, but from, yeah, from authenticity, and it, it resonates on vibrational levels, right, on energy levels. So like you said, when you're showing up fully, you have the ripple effect, whether it's through your, you know, children, partner, relationship at work, employees, or what, yeah. whatnot, clients. So I really believe that that's the way that we can make a, a change, a positive one, is if everyone starts to take full responsibility for their own you know, pain, suffering, dar- darkness, traumas, and, and we heal them, not by yourself. I'm not saying that you have to do this by yourself. There's obviously people out there to help, but to at least take the first step and recognizing that you need help and you want to heal, right? To, to grow and becoming the best version, quote unquote, the best version of yourself. We hear that a lot, but I think a lot of people don't know the meaning of that. So maybe maybe you would like to expand on what that means to be the best version of yourself. Like, what does it look like? Or how do you define it for, you know, when you're speaking to your client and explaining what it's like on the other side? Mm. I mean, the best version of ourselves is really what's, it's very personal because, you know, who you are and who I am, we have our own experiences and we have our own hopes and we have our own dreams and all that. But when it comes down to it, you know, everybody talks about love. All there is is love, mm-hmm. right? So how can you truly live that out? I mean, that's not to say that there's another, not other aspects of our, ourselves. I mean, myself, I love weapons training, like, I, I you know, weapons arts and and I do believe that you need to train in all areas. You can't just mm-hmm. um, just train to be the, the peaceful warrior, we'll say. Um, you do need to prepare yourself for all occasions mm-hmm. um, so that you do feel strong and capable, right? Mm-hmm. Because the more strong and capable you feel within yourself, the more authentic you are. And the more you feel confident in your abilities and the less, the less fear you manifest or you live in, because really there's this, there's this battle, this eternal battle within everybody and within the world between fear and love, fear and love, fear and love. Mm -hmm. So when I think of like the, you know, our true selves, 
it's really understanding and distinguishing between that. What is a fearful act? Like, what are you doing that's fearful and what's Mm love-based? And even learning how to be able to defend ourselves Mm -hmm. physically is an act of love because you have to have boundaries. You have to have, Mm -hmm. you have to feel capable. And so for me, you know, learning self-defense or learning weaponed arts, it's not, the intention isn't to go out and hurt people. Mm -hmm. The intention is to protect those I love, protect Mm -hmm. myself, my family, Um, and also to harness and grow my own confidence. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm capable. And like you said, like home is going to shift and change. If we Mm -hmm. come home to that, come home to that center, you know, I had to, I had a a company a couple of years ago where we did just that. We trained people how to be mindful and confident inside Mm -hmm. And, and accept themselves and accept others as well and to learn to respect each other's differences. But we also trained in the weapons arts too. Why? Again, because in doing so, you really start to know yourself in a new way. You start mm-hmm. to realize that, wait a second, I have the ability within me to get through adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I am that warrior that I idealize in other people, potentially, Mm -hmm. I can be the hero of my own life. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that for myself, then perhaps I can help inspire that for others as well. And so that uh, business closed during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And as a result, uh, because I took a chance and I opened it up by myself and I invested my money and my savings into it, and I took out loans, personal loans, to help you know fund the startup costs. Um, I had to sell my house to recover the uh, the debt that I was in in the startup costs. Um, and so my boys and I and moved last spring. And um, the beautiful part of that is really although it was hard for my kids and of course hard for me, Mm -hmm. we're really faced with the fact that we can go anywhere Mm -hmm. and we can be anywhere as long as we're home inside, as long as we feel connected to ourselves, as long as we feel love, as long as my kids feel um, that connection with me and with themselves, like it doesn't matter where we are physically, Mm -hmm. as long as at home, is inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we continue to heal the parts of us and the wounds and the traumas that we've experienced in the past and the fears that we feel that keep us, we'll say, chained Mm -hmm. to those things, chained to, you know, I could have, I could, could have stayed in that house and then it would have caused more fear and more stress and more anxiety and all these greater, more debt, you know, Mm -hmm all these greater things instead of just kind of melting into what can be if I just kind of cut, cut those chains and then really trust and believe in myself and my capacity to, Mm -hmm. to, to rise above it all. So it really is this fine balance of, okay, facing your fears, but the fears are actually within, Mm -hmm. because when you face those fears within, then you can then whatever comes at you, 
you're able to recognize it more and you're able to feel more capable of handling it mm-hmm. um, and coming back to that root of authenticity and love that's that's inside of you. Mm. Yeah, that's very powerful. And I like how you worded that. It's finding that balance inside because I hear a lot of people saying, you know, oh, heal your trauma, heal your fear here. I don't think they're ever going to go away but I think it's recognizing that you don't have to give your power away to them. So, you know, at any given moment, we can be triggered and someone said something to you or something happened, or you saw a news article or something on the social media that triggers that fear um, Mm -hmm. emotion. And from there, we kind of get disconnected from that inner compass, which, you know, is the love, which is the, the creation, the creativity, the, the abundance, the not the fearful, obviously, uh, part of ourselves. So I recognize in many aspects that fear is always going to be there, but we need to choose if it's going to be, if we're going to give it power, like giving attention. I always refer as a, a kid having a tantrum, you know, after a while, they, they, they wear it out if you don't give attention because it's like they they want you to feed it they wanted to give it more attention but of course if it's a positive way like if you need to feed it or change it okay but if it's a tantrum because they want a candy and you're like no candies you know um i refer to it as that analogy where our fear is the same way and you know it's it's basically i don't want to call it a monster but it's basically a little monster living inside of us all the time and it's just trying to seek our attention and most of the time it, it can win if we unconsciously um, let it win. But when we, I think what you're referring to as well is when we start being, you know, embodying that love, embodying that that inner warrior that we have is recognizing that we don't need to feed that fear anymore. We don't need to engage with it. We don't need to respond to it. So that way it's going to wear out. So would you agree that, fear is always there or would you agree that at some point it can not be there anymore? Uh, I think it evolves. I mean, until we kind of train, uh, sorry, until we tame the dragons, I call it Mm -hmm. of our fears, you know, which essentially you know, that, that, that inner dragon that's in us is essentially our ego, mm-hmm. right? So until we're able to really tame that and our ego will, our ego isn't bad, right? Mm-hmm. Our ego can keep mm-hmm. us alive. Sometimes we need fear, right? Mm-hmm. I think we really need to distinguish that. Like sometimes in an acute situation, you know, fear is, is here to help us survive, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that fight or flight response that we have, which is vital, vital, but it's when we live in that fear mm-hmm. where it really starts to shape us and take us down the wrong paths. Mm-hmm. So if we can come back and kind of fearlessly, so, so fearless doesn't mean to live without fear. It means to mm-hmm. do it, even though you have fear, mm-hmm. um, if we can continue to kind of face those dragons and face that, that ego inside of us, that's trying to keep us stuck within that cave within that darkness of our fears. Mm-hmm. If we can start to kind of chop away and, and, 
and and, and tame that or, or slay it or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in whatever way you want to envision that. That's when we start to feel more capable and in control and we don't live in that fear so that when we experience fearful situations, as you said, we don't give our power to it because we realize nobody can take our power that we can't give it to. And that's how that, that allows us the ability to um, process things faster, Mm -hmm. right? So that we can kind of quote unquote bounce back healthier and more resilient than before. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, life is going to show or show up for you the way that you show up for it basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're in that fearful mindset and you're stuck in the past of your fears and they're still in the present because, you know, in shamanic time, there is no past, there is no present, there is no future. It's Mm -hmm. all happening right now mm-hmm. in our non-conscious mind in our inner you know in our consciousness therefore whatever you've experienced in the past is still happening today within your mind and because our mind literally creates everything mm-hmm. creates structure in our lives it creates our thoughts it creates our feelings everything it's essentially living that out every day until it's resolved it's like that that can't like that child who wants the candy then wants the candy until that child feels resolved whether it's because the the parent takes the time to help them resolve those emotions and those wants or needs or they get the candy whatever it is Mm -hmm. that child is going to continue to keep screaming Mm -hmm. inside of us Mm -hmm. and so that's why as we get older we feel we start to feel less powerful Mm -hmm within ourselves. That's why we, it's harder for us to process things. It's harder for us to manage stress and it affects us in a deeper way. It seems mm-hmm. because it's, it's almost like that box where we try to, you know, box away all those negative experiences, those fearful experiences starts to leak mm-hmm. because we can't keep the box shut anymore. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, we have to face it at some point it's going to come out mm-hmm. it's going to leak it's going to affect us whether mentally it's going to affect us whether physically in our bodies mm-hmm. um it's going to affect us emotionally you know and how we react um and how we were able to process our emotions um and then and then of course spiritually as well as to who we are and and uh how resilient we are mm-hmm. So it's really vital that we really face those fears within ourselves so that they don't become compounded and we Mm -hmm. don't live in them. So I don't believe that while we're going to experience fear, because that's part of life, Mm -hmm. we have a choice. We always have a choice. Is it better to protect ourselves from feeling fear? or to know or to feel capable and that we're going to be able okay when we face fear, you know, so we can either do both. We can either hide ourselves and pat ourselves so we don't get triggered, Mm -hmm. try and protect our, our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts, or can we train ourselves and heal ourselves continuously working on releasing and resolving and all that stuff that we need to do so that when we, 
are in situations that perhaps might trigger us or might have triggered us in the past to feel capable and confident that we're, we're going to be okay, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it really is, you know, it, it really comes down to a choice and mm-hmm. people don't like to believe that it's a choice, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, I got triggered. or I want to protect myself. I need those trigger warnings, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, I, I question people, well, why? What is that going to do? How are you going to know that you're actually healing and getting stronger and moving in the right direction that you want to move in? If you don't ever face things that are going to kind of test you, Mm -hmm. right? How are you going to know? True. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. It, It really, there's someone who shared before, you know, the only way out is true. And it's, it's by facing it. It's by embracing it. It's by taking on all of it without leaving, like you said, one component out, which is fear, because fear is part of it. And it's, it could be, you know, it could be used in a positive way. And it could be also harmful if we just hold on to it and, and grasp and try to keep it because it's, quote unquote, protecting us from dealing with the rest of it. So yeah, I, I love what you shared there. So, but as we come to an end, what's one piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with on how to live their most authentic life? One piece of advice. Hmm. <laughs> well, because I, I really help people face their fears in that uncomfortable place of, of being fearful, but like you said, coming through it, right? Getting through that, knowing that you can. Um, a lot of that has to do with really embracing that inner warrior, mm-hmm. that warrior spirit that oftentimes many of us don't even realize we have or we've become disconnected from it or that warrior spirit is wounded because of, of whatever, you know, various experiences or Um, events in our lives. So when we're really fully able to embrace that part of ourselves and acknowledge it and be that warrior, the sooner we're, we're able, I'll say the more capable we're able to feel in being true to ourselves in knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, we can get through it. We can trust ourselves that we can believe in ourselves that you alone, Kayla, have the abilities to get out of whatever situation you need to get out of because you've done the work, not because you're sitting by and you're, you know, you're on your couch and you're watching other people, um, you know, follow their dreams or face their fears, but because you're actively out there training because it takes training, right? Mm-hmm. It's like going to the gym. You want to, you want to gain muscle. You want to lose light weight. Well, you mm-hmm. need to get out there and you need to do the work. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. If you want to feel capable of truly being that authentic person that you are and facing your fears and, and, and living from your heart, you have to go out there and do the work. You have to face those dragons within yourself. You have to really 
face your fears because then you know that you can. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most powerful thing that anyone can do for themselves um, in living and leading their lives and, 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 you know, staying authentic to themselves and most importantly, finding purpose, right. And direction in their life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Really beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was wonderful to hear your opinion and experience and all that wisdom that you have. So thank you again. Beth, if people want to stay connected with you and learn more how to tap more into their inner warrior uh, spirit and learn more how to heal themselves and let go of what doesn't serve them anymore, where can they find you at? Uh, well, my website, bethstrudevin.com. I'm also on Facebook um, at Warrior Spirit Healer as well as Instagram. Great. So I'll make sure to put the link in the comment below so people can stay in touch and connected with you. And it was an honor to have you on the podcast today. So thanks again for sharing your experience, journey and wisdom. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, Head on over to our website, EmbraceYourLifePodcast.com to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember to embrace your life.